Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Took us a while to get this recording working today, but uh, we had some laughs. We had some, uh, you know, it's been, it's, I had a really long nap today. It's been a day. It's been a day. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off the monitor so I'm not looking at the meme that's gonna make me laugh randomly. So we we were kind of laughing at a meme, and so now I'm having a hard time. My brain's not letting it go. Yeah. So if I laugh at them randomly, it's not that I'm making fun of your email. It's just yeah, it was a funny she, meme. She's just laughing at a, a meme of a dog being pulled, <laughs> pulling itself on a leash, and then the owner saying, "Stop pulling your, on your leash. You're choking yourself." And then the dog says, "Don't kink shame me." And yeah, <laughs> listeners who are in with the memes will get this one. Everyone else <laughs> probably are like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> and as a reminder, this podcast is not I a substitute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think mental health treatment starts with <laughs> kink shaming memes, but you know what? We do. We have, we have that flexibility. <laughs> Don't kink shame us. There you go. <laughs> oh, just awful. Just awful. This is why I, should but I not... like that we share the same sense of humor. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're very similar in that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm this, crying. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. In case that was ever in doubt. Uh, yeah, we have we have some good emails this week. We um, do. Yeah, including one from Frank. Uh, Frank says, "Nerds, how come 
on dates, girls will say shit like, can't wait to hang out again, or let's check that out together, and then either ghost or tell me there won't be another date. Frank. Frank, this could be for a number of reasons. It could be because they changed their mind. It could be that maybe they didn't feel comfortable telling you that they weren't uh, getting along with you. Uh, either way, I mean, you're not going to know the full answer. Uh, just respect that, you know, they don't want to hang out with you again, and that's the end of that. Or maybe they do, and they just want to hang out as friends. But, yeah, it's nothing personal. A lot of times people just have things that are on their mind when they're dating things that they take into consideration that all of a sudden, you know, maybe they remember, or maybe things weren't as big of an issue. And then they started thinking about it more. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's just, it is what it is. Um, it can be frustrating when you maybe feel like, Oh, this person really likes me. And then all of a sudden that person goes, actually not really, but it's, it's just a part of dating. And, uh, best you can do is just, you know, wipe your shoulders clean and move on forward. What do you think Steph? Yep. Same thing. It's just people don't like confrontation. They don't like conflict. People tend to just avoid conflict and Cause a first date, it's really hard to just be really open. Because yep. I know there's been times when I was dating where I would go, well, yeah, you know, like, uh, that was great and all this, but then that was fun. Right. Part of me is like, I don't know if I want to make a big scene out of this and tell this person here in public that I just don't want to see them again. So I, I can see that like, there's that part of me that's like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you're just not comfortable saying these things in public, which is a totally valid concern. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, well, since you don't know the person, you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah. Like you're not going to say to someone in a crowded coffee shop, I don't want to see you again. Maybe risking if you think that it might be valid that they may just start, you know, I don't know, throwing chairs or coffee or something. So, you know. I mean, there have been dates where I just said, you know, this isn't. I don't think this is going to work, but I'd like to stay friends. Like if it's, mm -hmm. and you know, and I had friends that I've met that I dated and just wasn't, I mean, we went on a couple dates and just wasn't going to work out, but they're still my good friends. So, you know, you can honestly say to somebody, yeah, I don't think the dating thing is going to work, but why don't we just talk as friends if you're good with that? Yeah. So, you know, that way you're, you're still being, you're still opening like a, you're still being nice. Yeah. And I think we've talked about, too, like, you know, being nice is good, but if you ever feel threatened or anything, then you obviously just want to get out of there. But um, but I, I think with the ghosting stuff, at least if someone asks you out and you're not interested, at least tell them you're not interested. Yeah. That The ghosting part still, I don't think, isn't okay. Again, the exception is if you feel like your safety is threatened. Yeah. I mean, I could see in a relatively normal case, like, sometimes you might want, not want to tell the person in public, but... Yeah, tell mm -hmm. them at least in a text afterwards or message on the dating app or something like that. So. Right. Cool. Uh, did you want to read Bert's email? Sure. Bert says, nerds, when's a good time to kiss your date? So I'll sometimes go for a kiss and get rejected. Anyway, you know if there's a good time to go for a smooch. Bert, uh, read the situation. We always talk about, you know, there's different tells, like leaning in, you know, touching your legs, some stuff like that. There's always a chance of being rejected. And yeah. some people just don't like public displays of affection or PDA. So sometimes you're just not going to know until you give it a shot. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're talking about like intimacy tests and just sort of seeing, you know, where you uh, where you can go with somebody in terms of intimacy. You know, everyone's different. Uh, you know, I've been on dates with people where I put my hand on their thigh and they're <laughs> taking their clothes off, and you're like, okay. Uh, other times. Wait, what, what? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's how go people, you. Yeah. Sometimes it's just you just go from zero to a hundred, but in in most cases, yeah, like <laughs> you'll you'll do something like put your hand on their thigh or on their back or something, and, and their clothes spontaneously fall off. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm not saying it won't happen or can't happen, because it could. Will it happen for you? I mean, consider it like uh, an achievement if you do. You know, like nowadays... Well, if you these, unlock a new level of relationships or something. Like, when you play these video games now, they always tell you, oh, you unlocked an achievement for doing this. Think of that as an achievement. If you can touch a girl's thigh and they're already... Or a guy's thigh and they're already taking their clothes off, then you, you, you based it. Um, <laughs> but don't kink shame me. Um... <laughs> bring that back um smart laughing that's that's attractive oh yeah <laughs> just in case just in case anyone wants wants that in their podcast um but yeah i would say, i would say just do go for the intimacy test and you'll go from there i mean if you put your hand on their back and they go oh god don't touch me then yeah kiss is probably not in order but there are ways to be physically intimate without full-blown going for the kiss and i feel like the kiss the mistake a lot of people do is that's their first intimacy test and that oh is, yeah that's true and that's the one that if you get rejected on it's the one that's going to be the most embarrassing because you're probably in a crowded area and people see i even see it too i'm like oh that guy's going for a kiss let's see if like he gets rejected and it is kind of embarrassing and you call him out you're like Woo! <laughs> and then I the was, kiss doesn't work out and kurt's like yes Another one thwarted. I was at a, I was at a grocery store not today, although I did go today, but this was last week, and there was like these people. Thanks like, for letting us know. You know, I don't want people to think I go to the grocery store every day because I'm not. That oh yeah, because I had that impression that you went every single day. Some people might think that. I don't, you know what? I don't just even if they do, it's okay. We would embrace your daily groceryness. I can do it. I'd go crazy if I went every day. But yeah, you know what? That's the th anyways. Uh, th there was this uh, these two people and they were obviously on a date they thought it would be really cute to like go on a grocery date which I actually think could be fun going on mm -hmm. a grocery date can sort of encourage you to work together and you find right. out what the other person's into food wise and what they're not into and it's sort of like a collaborative effort but they were waiting scavenger hunt yeah and uh, <laughs> well, food scavenger hunt I never thought about grocery shopping that way you just changed grocery shopping for me yeah it's I mean, a food as, scavenger hunt. As like a date date activity, you sort of learn a lot about the person and you get to see how the other person works, like how they handle some yeah. sort of like problem solving things. Like for instance, if you're right. making nachos, you have to think of what, what do I need to make nachos? So you sort of see how that person sort of operates thinking wise, which is can be mm -hmm. very interesting when you're dating. Anyways, this guy was in the lineup and uh they they got in the lineup shortly after I did and he has he had done no intimacy test and then he just went for a kiss and then she was flat out like no and I was like you well, go girl you tell him <laughs> but it's like the idea like you know he didn't he didn't baby preface it he didn't wait he, to see, he, like, he didn't test the waters yeah yeah he just went for it and you know you can't get too upset if that happens because it's kind of on you for not you know reading the room not, not reading yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, uh, yeah, and sometimes you get rejected, and it's just a way of life, and you can't take it too personally. You just say, "Oh, look, thanks," you know, or I don't know what you would say. I always feel like I would be pretty awkward, being like, "Thanks," but yeah, no, 
just uh, don't take it personally. Just move on from there and have a good time. Uh, all right, Danny. Danny says, nerds, I've been dating this guy. He's a nice guy, but I'm not sure how I feel about recent developments. When we were starting to see each other, he said he wanted a relationship, which I took to mean long term. We've been dating for three months or three weeks, sorry. And now he's telling me that he only dates girls for a few months and that breaks up with them. I thought he was kidding, but he's not. He literally will dump them by month three. I'm wondering if maybe he's stressed out. I do like him, but I also want a long-term relationship. Any thoughts on how to handle this, Danny? Well, Danny, he's made it very clear on what he wants, and you're very clear on what you want, and doesn't sound like it's very simpatico. I think it's time to probably just end it, uh, which is unfortunate, but, you know, you've you've established what you want, and it's clearly not the same thing as him, so... I mean, I I personally don't understand the appeal of dating someone for only a few months, but, you know, teach his own. Uh, but, yeah, it, it doesn't sound like it's you're both simpatico, and really, you're just going to be keeping yourself from somebody who is more in line with what you're looking for. So, I wouldn't worry too much about, you know, trying to make it work. Um, you've made it very clear on what your stance is, and he's very clear on his I think it's time to just act on that and maybe just move on and find someone else. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Steph? Yeah, I have drop and move on as my first two notes. So uh, you're not going to get what you want out of this relationship. When someone tells you who they are, believe them. I think we've said that several times in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to change this guy. So don't get into the trying to rehab it or fix it. No. Uh, because he's been very clear with you. Then I was thinking, well, maybe he's doing some kind of kind of test of you but that's not cool either because then that's emotional manipulation so it's you know either you hang out with them for three months and you're good with that or you just end it now and like you said you want a long-term relationship so yeah of course that it's just it's not compatible um yeah again there's nothing wrong with that I think sometimes we feel guilty, like, oh, we're letting the other person down or letting myself down or whatever. No, you're not. It's just, it, it it's like, the way I like to think of it is it's like when you're shopping around for something. Like, say you're shopping around for a new TV. Sometimes you just, you know, you maybe think, oh, that TV's great. You do research and you find out, no, that TV's not the one I'm looking for. But it mm -hmm. gives you a better idea of the kind of TV you're looking for. So same thing with yeah. you. Like, you, you thought this was the kind of guy you wanted and now you realize not really. And now you have some more information that you can go out and uh, do what you need to do. And like I've mentioned, write down a list of what you're looking for in someone. And then when you meet someone like this and you're really into them and they tell you something like this, go look at your list of stuff. Yeah. On your list is probably one long-term relationship. And he obviously does not meet that. And that's a big one. It's not, it's not like it's not like he's like I'm left-handed, so I can say it. it's not like you don't want to date somebody left-handed. He says he's left-handed. Do you know what I mean? Like this is like a big thing. Yeah. I don't know why you would reject left-handed people because we're awesome. But uh, this is a this is a high-stakes thing. This is like whether or not you want kids. Um, this is like whether or not you want to be married eventually. I mean, that's it's one of those things you really can't bridge that gap. Also, too. I mean, I guess. There's certainly some things about, like, the the health of the relationship, too. Like, if you're in a long-term relationship, that does require you to sort of, you know, put some effort into the relationship and make sure that you're maintaining a healthy and honest relationship. 
The fact that mm-hmm. he only keeps it for like three months says to me like maybe he isn't able or isn't wanting to do that for a number of reasons. So that would be a pretty big red flag to me. Right. And it's also not your problem to figure out why he does that. Yeah. That's his problem to figure out. So don't spend time trying to pick that apart yeah. because that's between him and his therapist. He and his therapist? Him and yeah. his therapist? Anyways. Um, so, the, yeah, that's neither here nor there. It's not your problem. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, Can we read the, the next one? I was going to say, as for the left-handed thing, don't kink shame me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Bad joke. Left-handed people are great. So, you may read read the next one? Yeah, from Jacob. Sure. Okay. Jacob says, I am 45 years old, and I've been married to my wife for 25 years. It was recently my birthday, and my best friend offered to host a party at his place, so I agreed. I told my wife, but she's been dealing with a lot. She lost her brother to the opioid epidemic, and her father recently passed away in a car accident. She wanted some time alone, so I agreed. During the party, we drank heavily, like so much I don't remember anything past 9 p.m. I woke up the next morning next to a woman I didn't recognize. She explained that we slept together. I'm so distraught. I didn't intend for this to happen. And now I'm, quote, that guy, unquote. I'm worried about telling my wife. I want to, but she's in such an emotionally fragile state that telling her would only make things worse. Should I tell her and leave it be and tell her later? Aside from the transgression, I'm very much so committed to her. I know this is terrible. Please judge me fairly. Jacob, I I really was kind of at a loss, I'll be honest. Um, Do you know if you used a condom was my first question. Uh, yeah, if if you've had sex with your wife since then, or you plan to have sex with your wife, you need to get tested. If you've had sex with your wife, she needs to get tested too. Uh, the chances of this getting out are probably pretty big because this is your best friend, and you don't mention if you know the woman, but I'm guessing your best friend knows the woman. So, which would you rather have happen? You come clean and tell your wife, or she's going to hear it from someone else. That's the part that you want to be careful of, too. And also, you know, did you consent if you were blacked out, too? That's the other thing. So uh, I I would say you probably need to talk about this. And I understand that you feel like it's not a good time to do so. I don't think there's ever a good time. But this is something where you might want to consider going a couple's counselor and, and work through it together. Mm-hmm. And a couple's counselor can also give you a good idea of if you actually gave consent or not. Yeah. So that's the other thing. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm very conflicted on this one because part of me says don't tell her because obviously that will exacerbate things and make things worse. But there's that flip side where it's like, well, when is there ever a good time to tell somebody that right. you slept with somebody else? Right. So, it's not like this was out of town and you're on a business trip. No. I think this is your best friend. The main party. thing to keep in mind here is that you you did not do this. Uh, under a sober mindset, you know, right. and this is a mistake that you made. You acknowledge this. Uh, I think letting her know that is going to go a long way. Um, but yeah, be prepared for some blowback um, because yeah, it's, it's not going to be good, but at the same time too, you know, obviously this would have all been avoided had that this not happened entirely, but it's a little too late for that. So I, and did you sleep together too? That you don't even know. Yeah, I. I, I mean, would, that's. I would not embellish anything when you tell your wife. Tell her just exactly what you know. Like you drank too much and you woke up next to somebody, you know, and yeah, 
So, because you know, I mean, if you're blacked out, I mean, there's there's there is a oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say too, because it's entirely possible that you know, two people uh, sleep together in the same room, but there's no like sexual contact. Like, could mm-hmm. be that they that the two of you just sort of went to bed, but that was it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, just, was she blacked out? Because maybe she doesn't really remember. I don't know. And again, can you really give consent when you've blacked out? Usually the answer to that is no. You can't give full consent when you're blacked out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's tough, and you're definitely putting things in a worse situation. There's no way to mince words around that. But, yeah, it's... Um, I think the best thing you can do right now is just be honest with her and... You know, obviously, you know, recognize that you made a mistake and that you should, uh, you know, be a more cautious in the in the present, but more cautious in the future as well. So um, and and again, a a counselor can help you figure out how to say this to your wife, too. And your counselor can also help you pick apart whether you actually gave consent or not. Yeah, I would. Because you may this may qualify as an assault. I, I would talk to your your counselor about that. Yeah. I would think too that uh, it's probably a good idea to maybe t- go with your wife anyways, because it sounds like she's going through some stuff anyways. So it might be good to go regardless of the situation. But um, yeah, and maybe talk to a therapist like together and then ask the therapist what would be the best plan to tell her because maybe the yeah. So might so that's been- tricky because if you see somebody for so if I see some of your couples therapy, I don't see them individually. Now, it depends on the therapist. Some therapists do that. But I would probably say go to a therapist on your own and then have another one for couples counseling. Oh. And then your wife probably needs to go to someone on her own because that's a lot of loss to deal with. Yeah. And it could be that your wife just understands that you you were blacked out and you you did not give consent. Yeah. I mean, mean, she might surprise you and just go, you know, you, you did not give consent. So, you know. Yeah, you're a victim of, of a crime, so it's I don't possible think, that. Oh, go ahead. I don't think it should take away from the apology. I think the apology should be right. the assumption that yeah, you know, this was a wrongdoing, and yeah, she may come back and say, "Well, you mean this is not a big deal, whatever." But I wouldn't go in assuming that. I would go in, you know, apologizing and and see what she says. But yeah, it's entirely possible she may just say like, "That was dumb. You don't do it again. Let's just move on." So. Yeah, I mean, I think when you've gone through the things that she's gone through, this is probably not so big on the scale anymore. No. When you've lost a brother and a father recently. Yeah. Both suddenly. It's hard to say, too, because, you know, I could so totally see a side where she just says, like, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want right, to like, this is like, this is it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends on what your base of your relationship is. If you've had issues of trust before, then this might be it. But, yeah. um yeah, I mean, it sounds like you said you're very committed to her. You can be really committed to somebody, but the other person may not have the same level of trust that you do. Mm-hmm. So, but if you have a pretty solid relationship, then it might be that she's that she looks at it and goes, "Well, if you were blacked out, you didn't give consent." Yeah. So. So. But you definitely have to get tested, and she needs to get tested too. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough conversation to have, but you'll have to have it, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this week. Um, yeah, where can people find you online, Steph? StephanieSarkis.com and check out my book, Gaslighting. There's a lot of stuff going on right now that's in chapter six of my book. Yeah. 
I, I read the book. It's a very good book. Definitely would recommend Thank you. it. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. and then my podcast, Talking Brains, too. I'll have a new episode coming out soon. There you go. Uh, yeah, and what about your empire? Threeingreenerds.com. You know, just chugging along over there. There was an episode last week of Three Ingrenerds without me. It was just Ethan and Lee. And uh, it was definitely interesting to listen to a podcast that I'm normally <laughs> on. No, I'm not. I'm sure you were greatly missed. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure I was. I hope so, at least. <laughs> and then we're doing the James Bond. When's that? Oh, yeah. I'll look my calendar. Well, I'll, yeah, we can look up off the air. But you're doing yeah. one, of those, one of those. I'm doing ones. three of them. I'm doing, I'm doing a Pierce Brosnan one, a Roger, Roger Moore one, and a, and a Sean Connery. Yeah, you're just. Because somebody took all the Daniel Craig ones, but that's okay. He is the most popular Bond, so it makes sense. Is it just because it's our because it's our era? Is that why? I think it's just because a few people kind of got that conversation started, saying he's the best. Oh. And people just go, "Yeah, I agree with that." Rather than like, I don't think he's the best, but. I do think he is very good as Bond, but I don't think... I think they're all good for different reasons. Like, Roger Moore is is more of a campy Bond. Yeah. But but Sean Connery is like the classic Bond. I don't know. Yeah. And then Daniel Craig's kind of the roguish Bond. Yeah. I think that's the word. He's a little more secret agent than the rest of them, so... Yeah, he's a little scruffier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so... And uh, on that note... Until next time. Bet you didn't realize you get you get all the bonds broken down. Yeah. There you go. That's a podcast that nobody needed, but everyone's gonna want it. It's out. So (laughs) until next time, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.